Howdy, hey, and welcome to Nice Shorts. I'm Fu Yang. And I'm Johnny Nittle. And this is a show where we interview animators about the shorts they make. Today we have Nia. Nia is a director, stop motion animator, oh, fabricator, oh, illustrator, and just all around bundle of awesome from Indonesia. At the beginning of the pandemic, Ooh. Nia was hospitalized for an illness and made a short film about her experience. Pebbles. Mia gives us a peek into the making of pebbles, plus what drives her and the art she creates. Spoiler: most of it is focused around human connection because Mia loves humans. So join us as we learn about Mia's kidney stones, her wiggly finger, and her large heart. Her large heart is not a medical condition. She's just very kind. And now on with the show. Yeah. So today we have Mia. The full name is not. Tanya Zaini, Hoshin, Johnny, and my goal is to worship her all the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I even dress my Dino shirt for her. <laughs> Otherwise, usually ninety-five percent, I'm just wear my plain tee, aka pajamas at home. <laughs> so I dress for you, Nia. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. My pencil shirt. Yeah. yeah you made it, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is like a stitching, like sewing,、mm, em- embroidery. Embroidery, yeah. When did you start for embroidery? When did I start? I think it's、mm. about eight years ago, maybe. One of my friends in Singapore is a crafter, and she she likes to hold workshops and do things, and then she she taught us how to do it while having tea and cakes. We we're grandmas,、oh. <laughs> even eight years ago. <laughs> What is your weirdest embroidery you want to do? It would be cool to embroider a stop motion clip. It's been done before, but、oh. yeah, I thought about it and then I gave up before I even started. <laughs> no, everything's don't stop been、it. done. You, people have done everything. If I do music, what hasn't been done in music? Like you're fine. Yeah, people, people will still love it. You had kidney、yeah. stones. That's been done before. People have had kidney stones, <laughs> as if、yeah. you're the first to have kidney stones. No. Oh, speaking about kidney stone, actually today we are going to talk about her short film, and it's called Pebbles. Would you like to show your kidney stone for now? <laughs> oh, it's not a real kidney stone. <laughs> okay. So last year I had a really back, a、uh, really bad back pain, and. I went to the chiropractor. They thought it was a injury I had from 20 years ago, which never happened. But they wanted to treat me for it, <laughs> and I didn't do it. But in the end, I went to another doctor, and they found out that I have kidney stones in the size of it was 1.6 centimeter, and the other one is about one centimeter something. It's destroyed yeah, now, but if I still have it, maybe I'm imagining <laughs> it will be the size of. This quartz I found on the street.、Mm. Yike! <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. My baby. And,、uh, <laughs> I gave birth to it. Get a stroller for it and push it around. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny stroller. Yeah. <gasps> That would be great. <gasps> the first pain I felt was when I was animating for cookie cutter, and I thought I was just working. A little 
too hard or mm-hmm. but it's not <laughs> yeah it's the pebbles all along urgent care and then transfer to the emergency room emergency room to the hospital and they said that the next morning they will have it have a procedure done on me to remove it but i was there for four days i didn't see the doctor at all and yes i was sent home and i had to wait to and go through the entire process again of blood tests and all the tests hmm. and it was a long process i i was admitted in october september october i was sent hmm. home and i just got it removed i think in was it may or june yeah may <laughs> i think it's around may hmm. yeah so the entire time that i was waiting it was just painkillers painkillers and other medicines Mm. But it's done. Yeah, and what is super amazing is that with all the painful process, like super vulnerable, and it's really not a pleasant experience you got. But however, the work you create is considered. You are like a contributor to those uh, healthcare workers. Instead of complaining, I am lonely, but you, <laughs> you are kind of showing other people yeah, really, who is taking care of you? <laughs> Would you like to mention more about that side? I just moved to LA about one week, I think. I, uh, my my stuff were not even fully unpacked. I, haven't, I wasn't fully settled yet, and this happened. And after I got admitted to the hospital, I didn't have the chance to go home to take my clothes yet. So for that four days, I was wearing the same clothes without a lot of things. Um, and during the stay, I was feeling kind of upset. Where's the doctor? Where's the... And I don't have any entertainment, so I, I can only see the things in front of me, which is the clock and the board saying mm. uh, my doctor for the day, which never show up, uh, and the clock just ticking slowly. And I felt like, I, I want to go out. I want to, where is it? I feel like there's a lot of complaint inside of me. Mm. And then my my roommate in the hospital was constantly shouting or crying or calling someone. So it was a really, uh, and that was my first time in the hospital too. Mm. So I really, really wasn't, what is happening? But after that, I got home and I was just laying down in, in the couch and I started replaying, replaying what, all the things that happened and I suddenly have to, sudden urge to create something and that's how I started Pebbles. I, I used all the clips that I took during my hospital stay uh, because I have this habit of just taking videos of what happened around, around me. Sometimes they, they're not used for anything and sometimes it helps me with my creative process. Even when you're in pain, you still just thought to take the videos? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, in, I was in the hospital. I wasn't in pain because I was on morphine and whatever they put in me. <laughs> you don't use any uh, special app for that, right? It's all recorded no. on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. No. And do you include sound into Pebbles into this film? Mm, the sound in the short Pebbles was designed by someone else. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't use any recording from my real camera recording as I was staying there. 
Did you use them as reference videos or did you just use them to remember the events? I used them to remember the events, more than like the visual. Hmm. Well, the sound is actually quite quite important too, but I didn't use it for the purpose of, uh, let's say I have a one recording of this lady hmm. crying beside me. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I have it in the original recording, but I thought it would, I don't know what she was saying because it was in another language and I'm afraid it will be insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, um, the, the germaphobe hypochondriac. Well, maybe, maybe not the person who thought she was allergic to you, right? Yeah. So when I was first pushed into that room, this lady was not happy. It's a two bedroom room, uh, no, two beds room, but she wants it to be her private room. So when I entered, she was not happy. I'm allergic to people. I'm allergic to, and then she started spraying every other minute. <laughs> well, wow. That sounds, that sounds delightful. <laughs> yeah. So did you send the videos to the sound designer for the sound? I, yes. I I created a Google Drive mm. and I I shared with him all the clips that I have just in case he needs inspiration or get how what kind of feel mm -hmm. I was going for but at the same time I was also giving him a brief I want the peep 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 mm. hospital sound in Damn the background machine. yeah like mm -hmm. you just all the sounds you remembered that you really wanted to go away but didn't while you were there kind of thing uh yeah <laughs> hmm. you did it in two weeks right mm -hmm. yeah and that included the days you were in the hospital well when i was in the hospital i was texting a lot with my brother mm. and i was telling him oh i don't know what i'm supposed to feel i really don't like it here it's so gray. And then he say, well, sketch something, uh, mm -hmm. do something because you have your iPad. Yeah. My friend, uh, my friend went to my apartment and took some necessities for me, but he didn't want to go over my clothes. So he brought me an mm -hmm. iPad <laughs> and a charger and a few masks to the rest. <laughs> yeah. That's the only things you got. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I started sketching, but I didn't know yet that I w it will turn into like a animation or anything. But when I got home and I was going through, going over what happened and I was, whoa, actually what happened to me was nothing. I was just, well, my, my pain was managed by painkillers and I was well taken care of by the nurses and the only thing that made me upset is because I think it's all in my mind so I thought it was not actually that bad what happened to me and I started thinking oh Nia, you're such a brat <laughs> this is nothing so I felt ashamed of myself for being so oh, no. kind of in my head uh, complaining all the time so that's how I realized that it's not about me, it's about the healthcare workers. And I suddenly felt this, I need to make something, I need to make something. And I told the story to my brother, my 
greatest collaborator and he told mm-hmm. me make uh, make something uh do something right now start uh send me a script right now and mm-hmm. i did it that night and he he edited it that night and i started storyboarding and after that the the process just went quite smoothly like Johnny said, you made it in two weeks, and it got some kind of purpose, right? Like you want to make it done, make it finish in such a short time. Can you mention again, like why you want it to born that fast? Mm. I think uh, when I did it so fast, I didn't, I didn't want it to be like, oh, this is going to be a record breaker done in. But it's more of the, more of the urge to thank I think mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and at, at that time I, I feel like I have this adrenaline to just keep going keep going keep drawing keep drawing so I was also in the process of going to another hospital going through all the blood tests and all a lot of waiting in the hospital so as I was waiting maybe two three hours I was also <laughs> continue uh, the animating. process yeah so I thought also it's, I don't want to, this kind of a drive to do something doesn't come often. So when the momentum comes, I feel like I don't want to waste this. Mm. So that's how I was animating long hours every day. And it wasn't that plan really. Although I have storyboards and all, uh, I, I didn't even put it together after I finished one scene. I did it all separately, and then in the end, I just put one after the other. <laughs> that's that's very normal for you to work at, like you follow the flow, and yes. you just do it. Yeah, and later you'll figure out what's the whole picture that works super well for you. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I texted you at some point as I was I was animating this, but I don't know oh, how yeah. it will turn out. I think I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, I know Nia was uh, need to check with the hospital a lot and wait for like seven or eight hours. Mm. And at that yeah. time, what I yeah, what I heard from her, she's so yes, long. she's telling me, I am I'm doing some animation because the the long wait, but I don't know. Yeah. It is such a great <laughs> animation you are creating. It's blow my mind and it's super touching. Yeah. It doesn't always work like that, though, uh, my process. <laughs> Got to go to the hospital more often. No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> so you kind of just started on it not knowing exactly that you were going to really do it, right? Like, you just mm-hmm. went for it. So how did you work on the pacing and timing without having boarded it all out and timed it all out like an animatic before? Like, what did you do? Oh, I I did board it. But did you did you time out each board? Like, did you do a radio uh, script and whatnot? No. <laughs> so after my after the script was done, I just went to inside a wardrobe closet mm. and then recorded the sound. Mm. The animation was put inside the audio that is already done prior. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the timing was not correct. Some I have to slow it down to fit into the audio. And most of the animation are pretty simple, actually. Really, really simple. Not much. Mostly it's just still images with just mm-hmm. one detail moving. That's why I guess it's easier to 
adjust and mm. but it still works really well like it, mm. it, i think it wouldn't have worked as well if you had done more animating in it maybe yeah thinking too much about it and over overdoing it I, I don't know there's something about like the slowness of the movement and <laughs> I mean, it, 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 there's something it just feels more right for the tone and what you were talking about Mm. It's not like a being in a hospital isn't a great. It's not a fun thing. The pacing is kind of mirroring yeah. to the feel, like because you you've been waiting, you need to wait in the hospital so long. So I feel like the animation, the pace of it is also like click clock, click clock, and yeah. it's uh. so long process. You are waiting. <laughs> oh, and and Fu had the perfect word to describe the color palette. <laughs> But the color of puke, you mean? Yeah, yes, the color. color of puke. She said it yes, was the, vom yes. the vomit color palette or something. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> muted gray brown. <laughs> yeah, which is also how it's reflected in your mood in that film. Yeah, it's an exaggeration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but later you start when you go to the point, go to the section that you start to mention about the healthcare worker. You start mm -hmm. to feel a little better, maybe. The color also goes more peaceful, I feel. Like, what kind of color is that when you transit to that section? It's more saturated, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's a purple. <laughs> and Yeah. And I was using the color of the scrub, too. Scrub? Mm -hmm. The nurse scrub. The, the outfits they wear, the scrubs. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's, make it's it a strange word. Higher saturation. Mm -hmm. Your process is like you animate first and then later put it together. But from what you're describing, is like, it can help that you got your narration, the track. So that yeah. can be yeah a point for you to kind of know each session how long you need for it. And also, I think I would like to go back to like the role that your brother is helping you. I feel like he's helped you to uh, clear, very clear about what you want to tell, what you are going to tell. And it is because mm -hmm. of the concept that even though you are not doing animatic or anything for to support that, but you go for it on the right direction. Would you like to say the collaboration you both have? Mm, okay. So my brother, his name is Randolph Zaini. He's a director, writer, filmmaker. Mm -hmm. um, so we have been, everything, we always share ideas. We always share our ideas. Uh, I will give him opi my opinion and he will do the same to me. And with this one, because at first when I started writing it, it was just facts. All the little details, my feeling during when this happened to me, when someone did this to me. So it was really factual. And then mm -hmm. I sent it to him. He turned it into more like a story. And then we have different voices too. I think his style of writing is more, it's strong and more dramatic. Mm -hmm. And the kind of writing that I like uh, coming from me, if it's coming from me. Mm -hmm. as my voice I, i'd like it to be more yeah whatever just go <laughs> just want to go it's i don't yeah i try to make it le less focus on one thing it's just something that comes and goes mm -hmm. 
So he wrote something to me, and then I write it, and then I say, "Oh, this doesn't sound like me. It's too strong." And then we change it together. Mm. We kept tweaking, tweaking a little bit here and there until I feel like, okay, this sounds like me. <laughs> That's the process. What's the sound designer's name? Sound designer's name is Taylor Westerfield. And you had a composer. Yeah. My composer is David Mulgado.、Mm. Credit everyone. Yes. Credit yeah, everyone. Yeah. So David Mulgado is a music producer based in the Bay Area.、Mm-hmm. I met him because he was working at Academy of Art University,、mm-hmm. and he's really is a light-handed. Do you call it light-handed? People who helps a lot. No. Light <laughs> light-handed to me. Would be oh, like, stealing! No, no, lightheaded、uh? to me would be like a very delicate touch. So, like、okay. heavy-handed is when people go too hard on something and they do too much, like a stage five clinger or someone who like overacts.、Oh. Okay, then maybe it's not him. <laughs> He's still lightheaded because he can do fabrication as well.、Oh, yeah, David. Yeah, David Mulgado、mm-hmm. can do everything.、Mm-hmm. We、uh, when. When I and Fu were students, he was always checking on us. What are you building? Can I help with anything?、Mm. So he helped build puppets or try to explore possibilities with us in、mm. in terms of fabrication. And he's always, can I help with anything? And then、mm. that's how I f- did my first collaboration with David Mulgaro on my、uh, another short thesis film, Good Night, Mr. Sandman.、Mm-hmm. He composed for that one too. <laughs> yes. Pebbles is made for let them know you appreciate、uh, what they、mm-hmm. did during this difficult time during pandemic. So, is there any news or anything you heard? Any feedback that reached to your purpose?、Mm, I don't think it reached to my purpose because. Uh, I finished it for them, and after I finished the animation, I kind of wrote, I wrote an email to the hospital. Hey, I was admitted this time, and my nurses was were these people. I give it the I give the names, and then、mm. maybe you can share this to them so they know they're really, really, really appreciated.、And、I didn't hear back from them, so that was my main goal、mm-hmm. for that particular group of people. Yeah. And then I share it on Facebook, which I thought it was pretty rewarding for me because apparently a lot of my friends or their relatives are nurses,、mm. and they share it to them. And I felt like, okay, at least I hope it's universal enough that、mm. yeah, they feel something.、Mm. Other than that, it's just a festival selection and. Just sharing it in the wider audience. How do you find the right place or the right community to share any kinds of your film? Like,、mm. do you have any strategy or mindset for that to really reach out?、Uh, do I? I think it's、so. mostly Facebook, Instagram.、Mm-hmm. I don't have much else. Oh, and LinkedIn. That's the three main. For like YouTube, I feel like, well, when I share it, it's 
I feel like not many people will see it because how do you even get exposure on YouTube? There's just so many, so many mm. things being uploaded. It will just drown. It, uh, I think for YouTube, I see it mostly as a uh, one people. I apply for job, then it will link to my YouTube account or mm -hmm. Vimeo. Okay. YouTube is daunting. Mm -hmm. So you find LinkedIn, you find it has a good um, interaction for you? No, but mostly also because I'm not that active. I'm still getting used to being used to LinkedIn. For festival purposes, how do you usually search? Uh, maybe keywords or how do you find a right festival? Mm. No, nothing in particular. I mean, for Pebbles, I just search for healthcare, mm -hmm. pandemic, isolation. Yeah. On Film Freeway, there's not that many, I guess. Or there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, film festivals about mental health. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, yeah, that came out. It really is a beautiful short. Like the pacing and timing of it is amazing like three and a half mm -hmm. minutes of internet time is a lot of time and there's no point like, it goes by so quick though like it's it really is it's captivating yeah you're too nice okay it sucks thank you <laughs> i did that yeah i i when my mom saw it see i think she didn't really understand the process of animation the long process of it mm. and then Every time it's just a minute or three minutes, and then she say, "Why don't you make it seven minutes? <laughs> two minutes, two minutes longer." <laughs> That's funny. You should do. Music. You make it. <laughs> do music. Everyone's like, "Can, can your music be shorter?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> it's, it's, it's opposite, right? Music. Uh, That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know. I think in music, it's hard to write something good. Making something succinct and good is a challenge like getting a so when someone has me do like a theme like right now there's one i'm doing for this animated pitch um it's a minute and 20 seconds mm. they need it down to 50 to a minute which makes perfect sense for what they have in their mind after mm. but cutting out that like 20 seconds is really oh. hard when you have themes in there it, it's not just like so you're trying to get across it's like taking a page and making it a paragraph like you have to be very selective about what you cut out, how you cut it out. And sometimes you just have to go, well, shit, better rewrite mm. it. Wow. And it is what it is. But that's music. That's me. We don't matter. I don't matter. We're talking about you're, you. Hey. Yeah, you're you so matter. professional. So in the end, mm. you still make it. <laughs> like, it's it's a big chunk to lose, but you rewrite it and you, you have... It, we're all... I, I, I think a common fear for people is they're afraid to throw stuff away or start over, but, or you have an idea and you're like, this idea is amazing. I can't do better. But the reality is you can almost always do better or different. Mm. Like being, don't be afraid to just throw shit out or to start over because you're good enough. You've learned enough. You've done it long enough. You're competent enough. You will find a way to the pro solve the problem and getting over that fear of like because that fear of how do i cut that 20 seconds out for a lot of people when it's not like a job it's a personal project becomes well that thing's going to just sit on the shelf now for two years and i'll forget about it that's horrible mm -hmm. so it's like 
being afraid of starting over, being afraid of those things is commonly just a matter of sitting down and doing the work or backing up and looking at it and going, what's important in this thing? Mm. How can I get to certain things quicker? It's, it's technique. It's stuff that we all wow. learn. Thank you, Johnny. This is very mm. helpful. Yeah, I'm we so are inspired. <laughs> yeah, we are worshiping Nia, but I think the rest of the episodes we are going to worship Johnny. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. Please keep them coming. <laughs> no, they... I need to hear more of that. You are not born in the U.S. You have mm, very yeah, yeah rich, uh, different cultures involve you. So, would you like to mention that? Okay, so I was born in Jakarta, Indonesia. Mm -hmm. And growing up with my brother, we like to play make-believes. So we have a, we have a lot of knockoff G.I. Joe figurines, mm -hmm. like not the real figurines. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I like to build stuff too when I was young. Mm -hmm. So my brother always has stories. He's always the storyteller, maybe because he's the oldest one. Mm -hmm. So when we share, we share a room for some time. And in bed, he was always telling us, telling me bedtime stories. And then during playtime, he will, we will make a, like a complete narration. Uh, him building a world with his G.I. Joe toys and I make uh, buildings out of uh, tooth, toothpaste boxes or soap boxes or <laughs> cereal boxes. And then we have already been creating things like that. So... I guess uh, exchanging stories and creative process has been uh, with us for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I went to college in Singapore, LaSalle College, to study illustrations. Mm -hmm. And then I graduated and I work in a field that I didn't like at all. Mm -hmm. I was doing merchandise design for like the Singapore Zoo, Singapore Airport. But the way that they work, that is all about keeping the cost at the lowest. So, mm. uh, and the work hours in Singapore is just so long. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of overtime coming back home at 10 and then coming wow. home to, with no energy, just watch TV and go to bed. So I was really unhappy. Mm. And then my dad was... Uh, telling me, why don't you take your master's, uh, do something if you're so unhappy. And I, I didn't want to go in the beginning because I already have my close group of friends yeah. that I meet most of the time, maybe four or five times a week. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, it was kind of, I want to do something else, but I kind of feel safe in Singapore. Mm. But at some point, I just thought, oh, stop motion, because I have been liking this uh, stop motion film, Coraline. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I was looking a lot at their behind the scenes, and I thought, oh, <laughs> working with your hands, creating stuff, I, I'd like to. So I just pulled the trigger one time, and then mm. let's do it. That's how I'm in San Francisco and graduated. 2019 with Fu Young, <laughs> the only the only three stop motion students in AAU <laughs> at that time. Yeah.
your thesis was the first like full-on short film you made right yeah you were 2d before that we learned the basic of 2d traditional animation okay mm -hmm. on our first year and then from there you quickly went on to just fabricate a ton of stuff yeah well not a ton of stuff uh three minutes worth of stuff for one short not really a lot i guess it's just a tiny set well three tiny. three minutes of stop motion is a lot of stuff mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you like to fabricate a lot is that what draws you most to stop motion yes okay i tell like us to fabricate more. i i i just like to work with my hands or do things with my hands like i'm always with a sp fidget spinner or i'm always fidgeting <laughs> with my finger so i thought yeah, it would be nice to actually have something come out of it than just <laughs> <laughs> clicking stuff yeah it's very interesting while nia was doing her thesis film goodnight mr salmon on the early stage she's kind of very involved into really making those tiny miniatures and also try to figure out the whole story but she's so enjoy on the making oh uh, yeah it's like easter egg to me like you have a mini code with all the props you build or the environment would you like to Give some examples about that, like you're celebrating the people you know in your set, right? Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, in the be in the beginning stage of Goodnight, Mr. Sandman, I was not sure about the story at all. Unfortunately, sad to say, uh, I felt like that was a film I did that the story felt a little bit forced. Mm -hmm. I was, it's not something that comes naturally for me. Mm -hmm. So... The story writing process went on from went on into the production time, so mm -hmm. I, I was figuring out the story and I'm building set because I love my roommates so much and I I was living with them in San Francisco, mm -hmm. and we have we have the most interesting living room and we have the most fun times together. Mm -hmm. So while building the set, I thought I put elements of things I love, people I love in the, in the set. Mm -hmm. So if you see the stop motion film, you can see the pizza box from place that we always, we used to go to all the time, mm -hmm. Giorgio Pizza. <laughs> and then on the wall, there's a, a printed list of films that we have to watch. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are cross because we watch it already we all we always had a difficult time choosing a film for <laughs> our movie night <laughs> and then what else there's so many so many i think also the calendar yeah oh the calendar was mm -hmm. it was the deadline that was in the calendar was my birthday i think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You say you're October. Not, you say you're not good at writing a story, or that, but like you put so much story in your set design that you really are good at writing stories. You just don't write it out in words. You just create everything yeah. all the nuances. Yes. Uh, it's telling a story as it is, but how many people get that story I'm telling mm -hmm. just by looking at those? Well, if it does, then I'm happy. Yeah. 
I think they'll know because now we are talking about it. So and mm. it's available okay. on your YouTube channel, so they definitely can see it. Yeah, yeah. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked out um, any Atkins prop work? Annie Atkins is uh, she does prop design Ooh. for a lot of like Wes Anderson stuff, a lot of stuff in general. Oh, like the, the graphic design too for the prints, I think. She no? she does yeah, like everything. Like she did like the Wendell, was what was the name of the box and where oh, they're Grand in Budapest Grand Budapest Hotel. Hotel. Yeah, the the name of the the bakery. Anyway, she designed all the boxes and everything. Like Mendel's. That. That's it. I was gonna say Wendell's. I'm like that's not right. <laughs> Mendel's. Yeah. So your enthusiasm reminds me so much of like just her, when she talks about the stuff, where it's just like the details <laughs> and how much more story there is in the nuances of the prop than there even mm. is like on the actual script. It's like the show it, don't say it creed, right? Yeah. Like it's a it's a film for a reason. Not yeah. a book. I do believe that what you did from the past really kind of affecting you to the future somehow. Like I just suddenly think about your when you are undergraduate, one of your your film is about the object and the object is telling the story, something like that. Oh, you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> so it they all linked together. Maybe maybe we need to let others know that what what's that about like mm. yeah so the college i went to in in singapore is more of a contemporary art college so concept is they they were kind of pushing for the concept so i i feel like i didn't learn that many uh skill type of thing skills yeah yeah, yeah but mostly the thinking process, yeah. thought process. So I was writing uh, my my dissertation was about the meaning of objects and <laughs> that's so hard. Like it's so important. Uh, it's so fun to see the inside of a person's bag, yeah, and what it says about you. And that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I I wrote like a I don't forty pages. Oh, writing wow. about <laughs> but now I forgot everything about it but I'm so into collecting stuff and it's so important to me too it makes me it's a it's a memory mm -hmm. it's a recording of memories like even this thing I have on my desk yeah. is from a hike with my my family at Centennial Wyoming mm -hmm. so it's yeah. a history. It, it, Objects are history. It's like a, a living scrapbook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Hoarder. I'm a hoarder. <laughs> well, not yet, but maybe hopefully someday you can get there. And by then, you'll just tell people, I'm not sick. I just am now a stop motion production company. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah, that's it. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that means I'm making it. <laughs> so if they taught you conceptual art, where did you learn all your technical skills? Uh, hobby. <laughs> okay. Actually, you have workshop with your uh, close group at that time. You teach other people like making mm -hmm. crafts, right? So you always uh, doing something with your hand. I used to be part of this 
craft community in Singapore called Popin. Popin. That's a fun Popin. name. Yeah, my my friend started it, and then we become like maybe eight members in the community, and the government funded us, and then. We go around places in Singapore to hold workshop for the elderly or for kids or mm. for Sunday activities in community centers. <laughs> that is and awesome. I, yeah. I don't want to say we are teaching. I want to say we are sharing our knowledge because teaching mm. feels like, who am I? A teacher certificate? And I don't have any of that. So I guess sharing what we like is the word. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. 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 How do you how, <laughs> how do you like skip so calmly over the government gave us grants so we can go around and teach people the awesomeness about crafts. Like that's amazing. Now that yeah. you say it, I thought it was just a thing that we uh so two of my friends uh they like pineapple tart and they like crafting. So <laughs> one day they met and then it was during some festival in Singapore where people eat pomelo. Eat. So they were just mm. pomelo. Uh, no, I just love food festivals. They, it was, yeah, but this is, uh, yeah. So these two friends met and then they were crafting. One brought a pineapple tart mm. and one brought a pomelo and they were they're eating together and then talking about this idea. Why don't we start this group? We can invite, I don't know, Nia or... Cindy and whatever, mm. and then that's how it started. And then there was a process of writing to the government, help me, we need this and that, and mm. it all worked out. And we were doing that for about five years until I have to leave and my other friend left the country too. And then, mm. yeah, all of them, all of us just, so I thought it's, we thought it was good to end it on a high because we were doing quite well at the time but just five years yeah consistent. like it's, mm -hmm. that's a long time five years is a I, this is a whole thing there should be a documentary about you yeah oh <laughs> the most fun project we did was we gather every sunday and when we invite random people we go to the park and then people will see us just gathering doing stuff and what is this what can we join so for one year we did a big uh, picnic picnic mat project so mm -hmm. people would come and add their fabric contribution contribution to build a giant picnic mat for yeah. a whole year and by the end of that one year we we spread the picnic mat in a big place and then we just <laughs> hang together okay <laughs> eat craft that is so cool community crafting just like like a pick a, a pickup game is so rad. You're my hero. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ooh, yes. maybe you can somehow start it here, and then we can be a craft community well, because Poppin is now gone. I, I I'll tell you what. Next time I'm in LA, I would absolutely go do like pop up crafting. Yeah, I, it is. So it is a quite an organized thing. So we have. Two things. We have one major project that we do mm -hmm. every year. 
So that one year was making a picnic, giant picnic mat. And the next year we did a city built of junk. Mm. <laughs> so people, we asked people to donate their tissue roll papers and bottle caps. And for one year, people will just come and build out of that junk. And we have a city. And that was the main projects per every year. But aside from that, we hold workshops and gathering or invite artists to share. You <laughs> built a city and you do stop motion and you do character design. How can those go together? Hmm. Right? There's no link. There's no link at all. There's absolutely nowhere to yeah. go with that whatsoever. <laughs> Your whole life was geared towards building stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, ba you made sets with your brother when you were kids playing around and literally you were doing stop motion stories just without a camera. Mm. Like mm -hmm. with your mm -hmm. GI gems or whatever they were called, the knockoff ones. Yeah. G yeah. Then Indonesia. <laughs> that's so cool though. And then you just kept going and building shit. Like now you build your own shirts. Like that's so like, you just make things. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. God, you're so cool. She's the one mm. who's just do it, go ahead, mm -hmm. make things happen. <laughs> we had we had reunions uh, recently, me and my pop-in group. Mm. And I think one in Indonesia, one in Singapore, one in Jerusalem, one in Japan or UK. So we have a pretty wild timing differences. And we just talk, chat. And then this is when I made it. The shirt. Uh, While talking? Yeah, everybody was doing something. It's like a... <laughs> That's so cool. What we used to do. Okay. So, I, I'm going to stop talking about how much cool stuff you make and start talking about other cool stuff you make, which is also mm -hmm. cool stuff you make. The, the puppet that you did for Out for a Walk is so rad. Mm -hmm. And then you did all the little props for the person and everything, too. Well... Actually, oh, yeah. Okay, so why you did out for a walk is not as happy as the result. So, do you want to talk about why you made it? Oh, okay. Um, it wasn't planned. <laughs> so, I was watching at that time, I was watching a lot of uh murder documentary on Netflix, naturally. And yeah, of course, I started it and then it keeps on going and suggesting <laughs> me new ones. And one time I just thought, while watching, why not I just do something with my hand? So I took my Sculpey supply and then I watched and I was building it. And then it happens that I was also browsing on Instagram and some one of my friends reshared this page called Chinatown Pretty. Mm -hmm. And it's a Instagram page full of grandmas, all mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. grandmas in Chinatown flexing with their fashion, fashion styles. They have awesome mm -hmm. styles. So, yeah. I thought, oh, this grandma be so cute. <laughs> so uh, unconsciously, the puppet that I was making turned into one of the grandmas in that, from that page. <laughs> Here's the puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma, how big is that? But Nia's hands are Nia's hand. not mm. the biggest hands in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, maybe 12 centimeters, which is what, five inches, maybe? So 
that's why you made the puppet, but then you made the short for a different reason. Yeah. So moving to LA, I, I now live in Koreatown and near where I live, just one block away, it's pretty dangerous. Like cars get broken into quite a bit and then there's a lot of crazy people. Mm. And I have been kind of scared to go out. I don't go out past seven if I walk usually. Mm. Or if I go out, I'm always carrying my pepper spray or ring taser, which is a ring you put on your finger and you can just turn it on and pssst, it's a taser. That'd be very dangerous <laughs> to confuse with a ring pop. Yeah. Deep <laughs> 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 Um So I use this puppet to address to the concern that I have for myself, which is the struggle of just going out without uh, feeling unsafe while, while I'm out. I'm becoming paranoid to even sometimes uh, I walk and then if I hear a footstep behind me, I will just and let them pass because I feel unsafe having someone walk behind me. Mm-hmm. Or if there's an eye contact, a person walking past me, eye contact was made and then they lock, we lock eyes and then I will make sure that they're not following me. So it's really, I'm just walking out. Should I feel this unsafe? Mm. Yeah. It's a normal thing to just, and it's a one thing that I look forward to because in lockdown, there's, well, now it's better, but when I made it, it was quite, some of the, in, a few entertainments that you get going to the grocery store or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was also a large and, increase in the AAPI violence at the time. Yes, yes. So combining my concern for myself and the puppet that I happened to make, I thought I can make something out of it. Mm. It was just less than a minute, I think. Mm. Was it more for like like a therapeutic thing for yourself? What drove you to actually make it? I feel like I want to do more of my personal projects because I was doing a lot of illustrations for people. Mm. And I feel like I'm not growing, so I feel like I have the puppet, I have the story. Mm-hmm. Just make something out of it, yeah. <laughs> Rather than having it decorate my room. How did you do the background on it? Oh, the background. Because it it's not for for a second. I'm like, oh, you know, she's did it like drawn on the set. And then I realized, wait, no, it's not. It's not on the back. It's not on the set at all. It's like just yeah, sc- which. I actually regret doing. What? Why? I thought I I will so be more satisfied if I build a simple set maybe. But everything was done in such impulse that I didn't explore the options yet. Mm. So few few months prior to that I I had problems sleeping, so one morning I woke up and I felt like I want to build something. I want to build something. So mm-hmm. I started sketching this simple table thing and I calculate everything. And I went to Home Depot and I buy mm. a few, few planks of wood and I cut it there. I, I try to make sure that I can fit everything in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's clever. Super clever. Yes. Yeah. So I built this tiny set and that's 
what the puppet was animated on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was super plain. It was just a table and a background. Mm. So Johnny is raising his hand. I have a question. Pick me. So you regret the way yes. you did the set mm-hmm. because you didn't build the set. However, you still have the puppet. Yeah. So would you consider doing it again? Because Ubers have gotten much bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the time has passed. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a. I felt it at a. Uh, you know, like you wrap a project and then suddenly, oh, I need to re-edit this. It felt like, oh, yeah. it's already done. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't you feel that, or is it just me? Uh, I go back and forth. It depends. There are plenty. Nice. Of, yeah. Like I'll release something. I got. I'll put something out and I'll hear mistakes and I go well. The mistakes are part of it now. That's what it is. If there's a reason to have to revisit something, then I might address it. But you're right. Like quickly, mm. if you start trying to fix mistakes on an old thing, it's really easy to murder that thing. Mm. Like take all of the spirit and heart out of it by trying to make it better. And at the end, you're like, oh, I just spent three hours making it worse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just move on to the next thing. And you definitely will... will... <laughs> improve already yeah hmm. mm-hmm. yeah just let grandma okay. die <gasps> grandma. <laughs> yeah it's her time it's about time no <sighs> she's immortal no, <laughs> no. What, do they have oh. names do you name your puppets no grandma just grandpa. grandma yeah okay. okay yeah so if you build another grandma what do you name what are you gonna call that one grandma point oh point two two point oh <laughs> Oh. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I named some of them. Like this one is Fred. After Fred is there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. And this one is Finnegan. After Finnegan is there. No, <laughs> oh, okay. it's a my roommate named them. Named named him. Finnegan's oh. a great name. I used to put him in a in the living room, and every morning you'll see him in different poses. Sometimes like the. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you can you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Right now. You can use different fingers. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that <gasps> actually looked like it anyway. But, yeah. Um. So every morning you just like surprise pose him in different places. Yeah. <laughs> We, we have different things to suppress each other. We need a list of like all the reasons you're cool. I gotta write down <laughs> this list and just, just like print it out and just leave it on people's doors who don't know us. <laughs> like, <yeah>. The <laughs> ninety nine reasons Nia is cool. Oh. Oh, and this one is Yay. little N. N. Lit- N. Yeah. Little N. Is it like miniature you? It's supposed to be me, but I I didn't want to do the hair, long hair and whatever. <laughs> and I cannot name it Nia, so um, it's little in. You could. Nia it's, is short version of your name. That's true. So cute. <laughs> yeah. This is just super, super quickly done. Uh, well, wire and masking tape. 
you say it's super quick but it's one of my it's one of my favorite ones you've made and it's just something about <laughs> like i don't know something about when you do those quick things it just makes it have so much character to it literally what's the body made of super sculpy in inside and then wrapped with uh tape or no this this part is wrapped in tape mm -hmm. tape 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 and super sculpy for the shoes hands and this uh, do you remember Fu? yeah this is the Ooh. sweatshirt i have <laughs> sweatshirt really and this is the okay yeah this is the beanie i have <sighs> yeah i have been in the process of applying for an artist visa mm -hmm. would you like <sighs> to share how is it going so far okay so <laughs> i graduated in 2019 mm -hmm. and then we Apparently, stop-motion animation falls under STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, maybe, I think. Wow. So STEM is after the year of OPT, and you want another mm -hmm. maybe two years, so you need to go into STEM. Yes. Okay. <sighs> it's hard to find a full-time job that is fulfilling all the STEM visa requirements at this time. Mm -hmm. So, and we have few months of being unemployed mm -hmm. before they, before the visa just burn, expires. How did that mm -hmm. work during the pandemic and shutdown? Remote working oh. thing. Like everything closed yeah. for a while? It's a really complicated, uh, maybe it's quite unfortunate for people who graduate at this time, hmm. mm. maybe. But I don't know, it's getting back to normal, but Slowly. it's still difficult. I became unemployed uh, on the last month of July. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have freelance work, but in order to stay here, I have to be Proving to them that I also have a full-time job mm -hmm. in the STEM field. But you mm -hmm. do. You're full-time awesome in the STEM field. That doesn't. Have they that not, doesn't fulfill. No, have they not seen my list of 99 reasons Nia is awesome? I'll put it on the doors. <laughs> I'm awesome to you, maybe, and thank you for that. But in the real world, I'm just an ant. I'm an end ready to get stomped and murdered and be forgotten. <laughs> and then Netflix can make That's a documentary me. about it and you can watch it. Please. Yeah. Please. That would be nice. Yeah. The STEM, it is asking you to work for a company which have e-verified, right? Yeah, the company has to be e-verified. So how do you search for that to know the info of that? For now, I don't think I can search it. I, I just asked to the companies I'm applying for or offered a job if they are e-verified. Mm -hmm. If they're not, it, it depends on them whether they want to go through the process of getting e-verified or not. Oh, they can do individually, it's possible. Yeah, I think it's a it's it's not overly complicated or expensive or anything, but it's a process. Mm. They have to take a test or I'm not sure. Have a document for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you do if you want to be the awesomest freelancer? <laughs> then that's why I'm applying for an artist visa because that will allow me to work 
as a freelance mm. artist. How do you need to prepare, like all the little details for some people who want to have the mindset <laughs> for that? Can you help us? Like, yeah, <laughs> what do we need to prepare for that? Mm. So, I I think maybe I'm not sure, but in my mind, maybe artist visa is something that you apply few years after your you work here as a as an artist I guess mm -hmm. because you have you would have been building enough portfolio awards recognitions mm. about yourself um, so the requirements are that you have to be an accomplished artist filmmakers or whatever your field is check mm. no okay so they will ask you to put a list of the festivals you've been in, mm. the list of awards for every film that you have made, mm. or every awards and nominations and festival on projects that you worked on before for other people. Mm. A list of that. Yes. And then you need press releases about yourself. So articles saying how good you are. Mm -hmm. right. That you are a, you're, you, you, hold, you held a, critical role in this project. Yeah. So you have a few of that, maybe three or five, I'm not sure. Okay. And then you need job offer letters mm -hmm. that cover the three years that you will be under this artist visa. Mm. How many festivals do you have to do? As many as you can. They, I don't know the, the numbers, but I guess the more the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And better go with article talking about your film too, right? Yeah, I thought it's pretty difficult because you know how pro film productions are? A lot of things can go wrong, fall, fall through, uh, production getting postponed or even canceled mm. all the time. Yeah. All the time. So how is it possible to even have things ready for you for the next three years as an animator? So I, I was feeling crushed by that requirement. Yeah, stop motion is like not a fast hobby it's not it's not like like to make a stop motion film like how many can you make in three years that you could send in festivals like I, I, what yeah and i guess it's a weak point that i only graduated recently too mm -hmm. so i don't have i i think i would appreciate to have more time to build my portfolio, make more stuff, and be involved in more projects. Yeah. Do you feel that it will help if we are during the student years, those can already start to build up? Yeah. Yeah. You, if any, there are collaborators working because student films are usually this one, this department helping this department. So I guess it will help if you. Just try to be involved in as many projects as you want, mm -hmm. as you can. Yeah. That's an awesome idea. Better the project is not uh, school related. You need to link. That is true. Yeah, link outside, mm -hmm. outside campus. If you're a student, so is that mean we need to look for collaboration more about like maybe internship or start to connect yeah. to the studios? Yeah. Help? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Because the next requirement is to have letters of recommendations mm -hmm. mm. 
from people you have worked with before. Yes. And when the USCIS see these letters, they will check the the credentials mm. of the people of the people who wrote it. They will check their IMDb pages. Mm -hmm. They will check their <laughs> studio, their website, and everything. Oh. If it looks like they haven't produced enough, then USCIS will think, ah, this is like a nothing. This it's not significant enough. This feels so smarmy. Like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Going through it is even more. I'm so sorry to do that. That's just whole, like the letter of recommendation. The person has to. Like, my IMDb basically goes dark like a decade ago because I just started doing different <laughs> work. Like, what? Oh my God. Uh, how about volunteering thing? If you volunteer for organization or nonprofit, does that count as well? Uh, I don't think so. What kind of organization? What did you do? What's your role? Mm -hmm. Does it have a lot of recognition? Stop motion uh, for the elderly. <laughs> I don't think it helps. Oh. I don't think. Mm, okay. Unless the you volunteer on a stop motion f feature that won Oscar or, or I don't know. You're awesome for pushing through it. Like that's just I can't imagine how that must feel. Even though I'm, I'm trying to tell myself that this is a process that people go through. Yeah. Just go with it. I feel like this could be definitely an opportunity for some kind of group to be able to just discuss it together. Maybe there is. You're definitely not alone on this. It's from Rise Up Animations, one of the episodes, especially talking about working visa. And mm. yeah, one of the animators especially mentioned about the there is LA support group for that. So oh wow, yeah. it's such a traumatizing experience that people actually wow. I got, <laughs> let's let's find that and make sure that we share that because I like that's I I would, yeah. can't imagine going through that alone. If we want to invite you to do something, is there especially some role you're looking for? Mm. Mm. I am a jack of all trades. Yeah. I feel like I really I really enjoy doing a lot of things and if I'm given the opportunity I will I know I have the energy to do it. If they trust me in and give me the time to learn and dedicate myself, I will do it. Mm -hmm. It can be hand-drawn animation, stop-motion fabrication, animation, storyboard. I, I, I've done all stuff. I'm just thankful for the people who trust me at that time when I have no portfolio in that field before. Like storyboard, I, don't, I didn't do it professionally yet at that time, but mm -hmm. they trust my skill and they guide me if they don't like something or... So I was growing with them and really thankful for that kind of opportunity. Yeah. How about assistant things like that oh. in the film production? Yeah, I like that too. Open to that too. Okay. Yes. You want to be a boss. Oh my, that is uh, my weak point <gasps> to boss people around. I like to be bossed around. <laughs> <laughs> I do. What if okay. someone bossed you to be bossy? Oh man, <laughs> I'll be a timid boss. 
and I will say, what do you think? Do that do thing. Think? Okay, let's go with that. If you want. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. If you feel like it. Or when you have the time. Yeah. <laughs> if you have the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the question from the last guest, which is good. It's basically that is if you could work on anything you wanted next, like anything you wanted, what would it be? Mm. It'll be a stop motion short that my brother wrote. <laughs> he has something that has been in the writing process mm -hmm. for quite some time, but mm. it's a it's a side thing that he worked on beside his main project. Who knows? Do you remember good intention? Oh yeah, so it will continue. I want to. It's not even being written completely yet. Okay. Or, but I want to do that. It's been, we talk about it, remember when we were still in school? Yeah. Oh, and wow. since time has passed, another stop motion short called Good Intention was already released. Do you know? <laughs> what What's that? The other one about it? It, it might be a different story. Uh, it is a different story, but the title alone is. <gasps> it's okay. Mm. Yeah. Put, yeah. Just yeah. Call, it, call it Better Intentions. Good, <laughs> good, gooder intentions. Be That's what best it's called. By the bester, best yeah. animator. <laughs> yeah. So he has like, well, like a log line for it, basically, or like a like a, like just the beats kind of out. Mm, kind of, kind of. And mm. you, you, okay, so that's your dream one. So you could storyboard yeah. it. I could, yeah. Okay. I just have to be able to close this rotten business about visa for a while and then i can do something maybe oh. yeah but it's creeping out it's always when i wake up and visa visa and then when i go to sleep visa, visa. i'm sorry i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> like to have to create while going through all that and then while i'm eating something visa visa pizza, pizza. Oh, yes yeah, it's constant and also maybe even if it's not actually that big a deal maybe it's because i am a an anxious person in general so that's even more pile up um, what do you call it? yeah so you two need to start a studio together i see so already mm -hmm. a studio there right well it's a we we, we have a name but what it's is just it? a thing it's called introversy so it's like introvert and controversy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool you got one. it. So what is your question for the next guest? Mm, I guess my question is, uh, how different is your uh, attitude when you are working for a project that is not yours compared to when you work for your own personal project? And how much freedom do you give to yourself during your personal project, during the process, if you make a mistake, do you do you just change it to something that works technically mm -hmm. while still voicing your original intention? Mm. Or do you redo it from the beginning to get to your original idea? Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's a very, oh, wow. very clear question. And I'm yeah. I, I, <laughs> really, yeah, I cannot wait for the next guest, right? Yeah, someone's gonna have to answer that over the course of like 20 minutes, because that's an <laughs> awesome question. 
Well, you know what the next part is then, right? The ending. Mm -hmm. Ending Destiny mm -hmm. now. And, I mean, what are you going to do? Thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you. And for now, I will disappear. <laughs> Johnny! She disappeared. <laughs>